this is the fear of silence. Hello again everyone and welcome to The Fear of Science, the show that dives into the wide world of science topics and science adjacent topics to demystify, debunk, and delight. Each show features a new science sphere with special guests and surprises and lots of learning along the way. My name is Daniel Chai. I'm Jeff Porter. And today we are here to talk about uh, something that is absolutely delightful and yet I'm still uh, learning lots about and that is the world and the fear of drag. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so every episode we start off the episode, oh no, for, sorry, first, oh, we yeah. should probably introduce our guests. Absolutely, that's, that's how we part. do it should start off <laughs> yeah. all our episodes, that works out. I literally write down a framework on my sheet of paper and I almost forgot. <laughs> uh, so yeah, our guest tonight. Tequila Mockingbird. Excellent. And uh, Tequila Mockingbird, uh, uh, what is your connection to the world of drag? Uh, I'm a drag queen. I do performances, um, talks, all sorts of fun things in drag. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you. I'm Candy Tanaka. I host the uh, Storytelling with Drag Queens, and I apologize uh, for my funny-sounding voice tonight. I do have a bit of a, I don't know, maybe some kind of cold coming on or like too much strain in my voice. Too much storytelling. Too much storytelling. That's a good one. Uh, Well, we're glad to have both of you here. Uh, Both of you uh, are excellent contributors to the uh, diverse and amazing arts community here in Vancouver. Uh, But, uh, but, you know, for myself, I've been to many drag shows and I really enjoy it, but I don't know a whole lot about the the art. And uh, as we discovered, and, uh, you know, we're here to talk about uh, perhaps why people may have some fear about this particular uh, topic. Yeah, and and why do we think that? I don't know if there's necessarily a a fear of drag itself. And normally, when I'm doing research, I'll search the fear of whatever the subject is, and usually it comes up with some kind of crazy um, ology or phobia or some sort of term for it. But fear of drag is actually the first one that there's not actually a term for at all. Um, which is great. Which is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, all but, right, the show's over now. Yeah, yeah. There's no fear. Thanks for coming out. Uh, but but perhaps. It, uh, not necessarily fears, but but perhaps misconceptions. Yeah, I, and I think a misconception is a better way of looking at it. And there are a lot of fears of um, things that are different. Um, people who perform, um, like sexuality as well. So I think drag really encompasses a lot of that into it. So I think it's a good subject, which uh, is why we're still doing it. Absolutely. <laughs> now, uh, uh, for for our special guests, uh, so we have a, a drag a drag queen. Yes. And uh, someone who runs a storytelling event with with uh, drag performers. Uh, how did you become uh, a part of the drag community here in Vancouver? Oh, well, that's kind of a long story, but I'll keep it short. <laughs> um, I've always wanted to dress ever since I was a kid. Um, and growing up in rural Ontario, you kind of hid that kind of thing. So so I learned to like not deal with it um, until I moved out to Vancouver and got into theater and the arts. And I felt safe to explore it. And I'm like, okay, now I can dress. And I sat in my room and I'm like, I'm really bored. I'm super bored. What can I do? And through... Um, through some a friend of mine, I started going to the States and they knew a drag queen, so I started going to shows. I'm like, wait a minute, you can dress up, perform in lip sync, which I've done all my life, and uh, get paid. 
I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's Thank awesome. And, and what about for yourself? Yeah, well, for my story is that on one particularly lonely New Year's Eve, I ended up at uh, a club on Main Street, and uh, I was just hanging out there and um, by myself on the phone, and a drag performer came and approached me and said, you know, started talking to me, engaging in conversation, you know, and thought I was actually with a group. But then when they found out that I wasn't, they asked me to come and join them, which was great. And that drag performer happened to be uh, Empress Number 10, which is Olive. And uh, we got to talking and became friends. And um, what happened was I read about a storytelling with um, drag performers down in the States that was happening and thought we should try something like that up here in Vancouver but we I, I sort of pitched the ideas let's try something like, like a little bit different they were reading to kids and I said let's try reading to adults so that's how the first storytelling with drag got started up here in Vancouver Wow awesome uh, how many different storytelling events for adults uh, with drag uh, are there do you know uh, there's well for this Specifically for storytelling, I believe we're one of the only ones in Vancouver. Right. Um, there's a lot of drag shows that happen around the city oh, sure. with, right. you know, little stories interspersed in between. But we mostly try and really concentrate on the stories. Right. Awesome. Uh, so I, I guess my first question is, uh, in, in your experiences, uh, what sorts of, uh, 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 what's the number one question that uh, that each of you are asked about your your uh, your performing your performance. What do people ask? You? Performing or just as a drag queen? Uh, let's say uh, uh, as a drag queen, specifically related to uh, uh, you being a drag queen and uh, and your work. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. Um, they don't ask a lot about performance per se. There's a lot of comments about it, okay. but uh, they more ask personal questions, I find. So they want to know who you are and that kind of thing as opposed to your performance. They see you perform, they're like, wow, you're really good at that or whatever, or you should do this better, that kind of thing. Um, so that's, they don't ask too many questions. Some ask, how can I get into it? Great. But that's, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and I think for us, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. We do do shows for kids as well. So the number one thing that the kids usually ask me is, are you a boy or a girl? And, you know, usually I'll just say, I'll, you know, look at them and I'll respond, well, does it really matter? Yeah. And they just kind of, like, you can see the sort of light go of on in their head and they're like, well, <laughs> you know, they don't right. really answer, but yeah. I think they're pro trying to process, like, right. does it really matter? Yeah. And uh, for as for, like, um, adults, I think usually they, they want to know, you know, if we can come and perform somewhere else so like you know uh, for instance we've been asked to do storytelling shows in Port Moody you know further out sometimes for schools and other organizations too awesome oh that's great um, now one thing I wanted to talk about too is the difference between now and this might be a, a very common thing and I think to us it makes sense but just for our listeners to make sure that there's a difference between the two the difference between drag and trans um, so what would you consider the difference between drag and trans? Well, I did some Googling today. And, um, <laughs> Research? Actually, what? What? I know. And actually, trans people can be drag queens. So, uh -huh. like, but as far as stereotypes go, uh, I feel that generally drag queens are classified as gay men. Right. And, and trans are those transitioning from male to female. And, but they can be drag queens. So... 
Yeah, it's very interesting because there's no clear definition. I mean, if you talk about cross-dressing, cross-dressing is one sex wearing the clothes of, of another sex. So right. drag queens are cross-dressers. So, like, you know, there's all these fluid things. There are, like, societal kind of things that we go by. But it's a very fluid kind of terminology, I find. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I think as well that it's kind of annoying that there has to be some kind of label put on it in some way. I think drag's a little bit different since you are doing a, a full-on performance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fact of like cross-dressing, trans, all of that, like, I think that the world's starting to change a little bit, slowly but surely, and we're starting to get to the point where like the gender norms and the gender appearance is really starting to change. And when you look at YouTube celebrities like Jeffree Star and Jay James Charles, um, they're men who identify as men on their YouTube channels, but they dress very effeminate. And I think it's great that the world's starting to change in that way. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many different things, too, that I've been learning as I've been learning more about the drag community. So there's, you know, there's drag kings, there's drag queens, there's even um, drag things. And wow. so, um, wow. you know, and, and there's a lot of people that are cis that will actually be drag performers now, too. So that's like they identify with the gender that they're born with. Myself, I identify as trans and I find that there are um, a lot of trans individuals that are drag performers. So whether it's a drag queen or, you know, a drag king or thing, um, you know, that's so, so trans to me is mostly about gender identity and expression, you know, and not sort of conforming to the sort of like, um, um, gen you know, the gender that, you know, is sort of typically assigned to you through like documents and things like that. Right, right. <clears throat> Sorry. Um. Yeah, um, and like you said, there's different types of trans, or different types of drag, sorry. Um, and uh, I was doing some research, um, and Tequila might know the answer to these already. Um, but uh, I found a bunch of uh, different terms for different drag queens. Uh, so I thought I'd play a little game, and I'd, I'd say... <laughs> Uh, see if you guys could figure out what the definition of of each one of them. Uh, so first one, fish. Mm. I know this one. <laughs> you mean? Uh, I have it on my sheet, but I didn't read that far. So, uh, so this is uh, humble. Uh, I usually fish. stump you on these yeah. because you don't read that far. <laughs> uh, uh, a fish drag, um, is it a, perhaps a, a mermaid themed? No, but that's a good guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's a solid, like, good try. <laughs> Tequila? Yeah, it's more of a, a drag queen that tries to uh, play the part, like, look the part of a woman. So it's more glamorous, more beautiful, kind of not not the over-the-top makeup kind of idea. Ah, I don't know where the term I'm came from. I'm guessing fish you in? I don't know. Hey, yeah. it's a I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Right. Speculation? <laughs> um, club. Oh, the uh, silence. Oh, man. Uh, I, <laughs> you mean as to, like, where the term originated, or...? or no, just or, what it means. Oh. In terms of a drag performer, yeah. Uh, club. Club. Um, perhaps it's a, a, a drag performer who looks like they could fit in in a club setting? I, I think uh, kind of where it came from originally, um, but what I was reading is that a, a club drag performer is more, they could tend to look more masculine mm. and is more about the art um, and, uh, and creating a, a feminine aesthetic in it. Yeah. Okay. I learned. I love learning here <laughs> on the fair of science. Here's an easy one for you. Goth. 
Um, okay, uh, let's. Oh, I should know this. Uh, uh, lots of dark, dark, um, dark colors, dark palettes. Uh, v- vampire <laughs> themed. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. There Scary drag. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It can be beautiful. Vampires are yeah. beautiful. <laughs> We're not judging We've any vampires. I up went there. out with some beautiful vampires. I think last Halloween. So. Ah, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure there's probably uh, at some point there was Twilight uh, drag, <laughs> <laughs> though no one would admit to it. It's not so. (laughs) Um, Pageant. Definitely. I mean, Vancouver has a lot of pageants. So recently there was Vancouver's Next Drag Superstar, which uh, is a big one in the drag community. Um, So a lot of the performers that are with Storytelling with Drag, they're actually involved in that, uh, in the latest pageant. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, it's oh, mainly cool. drag queens that, that perform in competitions like that. Or um, it could also refer to drag queens that um, dress in kind of a, um, a Miss Universe type pageant type style drag as right. well. Um, camp. <laughs> uh, is that where it's like um, so quite over the top? Like quite campy, you know, right? Yeah. Yep, exactly. The thing they do is fires and yeah, tents no, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all dress as brownies. There must, there must be drag camps out there, though. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the last one, actually, the last one is one that that Tequila already hit on is uh, trans drag. Yeah, so I don't even have to do. We already talked about that. So. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, so um, uh, for for those who are maybe listening, uh, who perhaps may have not been to a drag show before, uh, what what can one expect when they go to a drag show? And of course, there are very many different types. But um, what happens at a drag show? <laughs> Do you want me to start with that one? Yeah, well, we do a regular show on the last Friday of every month at Cafe du Soleil. It starts at 9 p.m. And uh, when we're there, we have usually Very picked... popular, by the way. Oh, yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, we do. We have picked a theme in advance um, for the next show that's coming up on um, April the 26th. The theme is going to be travel and food. So we've and also loosely uh, styled it around um, a tribute to Anthony Bourdain. Oh, um, nice. And one of the drag performers is actually birthday is around then as well. So what we're going to be doing is we usually keep to the theme and do um, either readings that that relate somehow, you know, sometimes loosely to the broader theme and then also sometimes performances or songs um, as well that uh, are along the same theme. So what happens is a drag performer will do a story and then they do a song, um, each for the first half. We take a little bit of, of a break. We do sort of like a really fun contest and then we usually have the performers come back and do another performance for the second half. And Café du Soleil is a really fun, uh, relaxed environment. It's a great Great uh, space for people that you know want to come out and, and check out a drag show for the first time. You know, it's not intimidating. Everybody there is is very um, fun, friendly, talkative, and the food at Cafe Du Soleil is amazing. So awesome. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's a good place to kind of get introduced to drag if you're if you're not feeling that comfortable, uh, rather than having to go down to to Davies and and go to a gay club. Exactly. Um, yeah. uh, I actually just went to my first drag king show there mm. not that long ago, and it was amazing. I loved it. Awesome. That's awesome. With one of our guests that we had on before, uh, Charlie Cook. Cool. Yeah. Great. Excellent. 
Well, um, yeah, you'll expect to see all sorts of things, all sorts of costumes, all sorts of styles, all sorts of songs. Like for myself, I like to do the hard rock metal kind of women. So uh, that's that's my niche. Uh, but you'll find like the old school Bette Midler, you know, the tearjerker stuff from the 50s. Like it's it's quite an array, um, often cocktails, uh, but just, just a lot of fun, a lot of energy. And the performers really give 100%. So it, it's quite quite a lot of fun. Uh, and and lip syncing to songs or is part of uh, generally generally, generally right? some sing, okay. which is amazing. Great, but, yeah. You obviously sing as well, right? Obviously. Yeah. There's no one day I would like to try, actually. Yes, yes. But not while my dad's still around. <laughs> and you do a fair amount of charity to work too, right? I do, yes. Yeah, I've done a lot of work with the Arthritis Society, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, uh, uh, at at the shows, um, you know, and, and I'm and hopefully not, of course, you know, here in Vancouver, um, you know, and perhaps in in my bubble, in in our bubble, we we of course we're very lucky to have a, a supportive community. Have you ever had an an instance at at a show where someone perhaps perhaps it was at a you know in a bar that had that was still open to the public? Did you ever have? Uh, like a bad experience with someone who maybe didn't quite understand what was going on or who was just not into the performance at all like did you ever have a, a any sort of negative experience like that uh, well we've been actually pretty lucky because um, you know commercial drive is a very uh, diverse area so we haven't had uh, you know very many issues so I would say we've had maybe I think you know a couple loud people at the shows, but never, never anything that was like um, really offensive or anything. Just Great. you know, but and most people are really receptive. Um, we've had a, a few little things like you know on our Facebook page, um, but nothing major. Like and it's actually really surprising for you know everything that's going on in the world right now. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes uh, there was one kid's show where um, apparently uh, there were some messages directed at the sort of venue, and uh, but the people came on in support. So the support sort of overwhelmed the one sort of negative person that was coming on. And, uh, you know, nothing nothing bad happened, which was great. Oh, that's very hard to hear. Yeah. 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 I would say at a show, no. Um, I think because of the venue and what generally you're anticipating to see, it's kind of a receptive crowd. So I think it's quite a safe environment. Great. So it's 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 very safe for those who are maybe nervous about going out for the first time. It's a very supportive place. And, and I would say, you know, if you're straight or whatever, like, don't worry. Because, like, the gay community is very supportive and very friendly. And it's just a myth that uh, gay men will hit on straight men. Right. Like, I, I found... The gentleman there, very lovely. Um, the only bad incident I ever had was actually on transit, coming home from a fundraiser, and uh, somebody launched their 7-Eleven large drink at me so, oh, so as they were leaving <laughs> right. because they weren't bold enough to, like, do it and stay. So. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, if you if you had a chance uh, to, to see that person, uh, what would you say to that person? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> The funny thing is, like, I have the advantage because I was in drag. Right. If I approached him as, as a man, <laughs> right. he would not, he, right. I don't think he could comprehend. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I think that's why, you know, um, what I love about Fear of Science is that uh, so much of the, the fears, whether it's fear of cryptocurrency or... Or, uh, <laughs> or zombies. Or zombies. <laughs> uh, or drag, um, is that... Uh, 
uh, you know, a lot of times fears uh, or or misconceptions can be cleared up just from just from talking and learning and, and education. Yeah. Uh, on a recent episode that is soon to come eventually, uh, we, we, we chatted about a, a fear of spiders. Yes. Um, and I have a big fear of spiders. And and uh, I will admit, after that conversation, I did feel a little bit better. I still keep an eye out for spiders, but yeah, I'm yeah. less freaked out, just more wary. Yeah. Um, so so uh, for our guests, would you say that, um, uh, like, is drag... Um, is drag becoming more mainstream? Uh, are people learning more about about the art form, about about the community? Well, I would say definitely with you know RuPaul's show on TV that a lot of people um, have been watching. I personally don't watch RuPaul's show, but you know a lot of um, the general public do, and same with the drag performers as well. And so there's become a greater awareness of drag in the city. I have to say, a lot of the drag in Vancouver is top-notch. It's so great, like the costumes and the amount of work that the performers uh, do, and just the professionalism is, is just amazing. Um, so I think that a lot of the sort of stigma around um, drag has been um, demystified now. Great. And so we're getting a lot more people coming out to see the shows, which is great. Yeah. Um, now, now, one thing I was going to ask as well, um, it's great that, that uh, drag is becoming more mainstream. Um, but I wonder if there is other things attached to that as well, um, mainly stereotypes. Because, um, like, I love RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, actually, I love and hate RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> um, but one thing that it really does push is that certain type of drag queen that that very very catty uh very loud very over the top kind of personality and i know just talking with tequila that it's not necessarily like that um and tequila do you find that that it's almost a kind of a misrepresentation of the community yeah definitely definitely i've i haven't really run into drag queens that are that bitchy like (laughs) honest to god like people have told me like you should go on that show and I'm like, I'm just not that bitchy. Like, I cannot right. be that mean to other people. And, and I mean, I know they want the drama and everything, but, uh, you know, I mean, if you want to be a star, you know, you'll do what it takes. But uh, generally, I think that's, yeah. And in a way, it's great because it's, it's showing drag and, and the fun and the, and the glamour and the pageantry and everything. But at the same time, if you don't know anything about drag and you're like, all oh, drag queens are bitches. Like, like that's, I feel that's bad, especially in Vancouver. I find everybody's so lovely yeah. that, uh, yeah. and, <laughs> I mean, I went to RuPaul's DragCon in New York and RuPaul oh. seems very lovely and everything right. like that. And I had a great time. What happens at RuPaul's DragCon? It stays at RuPaul's so DragCon. <laughs> <laughs> I was there with the wow. dominatrix, but that's another story. <laughs> glitter. Yeah, glitter is so what happened. Oh, there. I had so much glitter. <laughs> yeah, I had so much glitter and a butterfly dress. <laughs> um, I was also talking to a friend of mine um, who is uh, transitioning right now, and uh, it was interesting talking to her um, because she's not a big fan of drag queens because um, she finds that it's, it's kind of mocking what she's going through right now it's it's men trying to become 
a woman, but just for a small amount of time and not actually taking into account the struggles um, that she's facing to become a woman from a man. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know, Candy, because with, with, you're trans, like, yeah, how do you, how do you I, feel about that? Yeah, well, I, I, a lot of the, um, not a lot, but some drag performers are trans women. Yeah. So, you know, they are um, women. So they're not really mocking, you know, being a woman because they are a woman. So, like, they're a woman in their, you know, day-to-day life, and then they're also a woman when they go on stage and perform drag. So um, I don't, I mean, you know, everyone's entitled to their own, of course, their own position and how they feel. But Mm -hmm. I think um, definitely the trans women that are in the community when they do drag, they're they're not mocking anybody um you know i can't really speak for the um cis male experience but you know i think it's it's drag has always been um that sort of culture you know um so yeah i i yeah i don't know what else to Mm -hmm. to sort of say to that i do (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna drop the uh (laughs) s-bomb because i'm a straight male yeah. So, uh, and I disagree, uh, at least for myself, because I can only speak from my own experiences. I do it out of total respect for women. Yeah. Um, and also my feminine side. It's not mocking anybody. Like, drag to me is like, you're not trying to be a woman. I'm definitely not a woman. I don't look like a woman. My over the top and everything is my expression of performing. So that's where that comes from. But I must say, along the way, you you learn some of the struggles, like uh, social media harassment, you know, dick pics, um, all these, you know, the kind that kind of creepy thing, um, wearing a bra, you know, wearing high heels, understanding that you can't walk fast down the street. And, mm, yes, you know, I, I wish we had video, uh, <laughs> like like live uh, a video uplink for this mm. episode, because those those heels are very intense. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've learned a lot. Like I could never say I understand what it's like to be a woman but I have learned so much and I've become a real supporter of women's rights and women's issues and that you know I I want to be an advocate for them because I've I've seen kind of the uglier side of men as well so mm. there but there are a lot of great men out there so right. you know it's yeah but i i don't think that it's mocking women at all yeah and that's actually an episode that i'm trying to put together right now is uh fear of masculinity mm. um but i think yeah that's men take masculinity too seriously and and i think if more men were able to get in touch with their feminine side um this world would be a better place well i i kind of feel that that young man who threw the pop at me like like you're saying fear of drag you know generally humans are afraid of things they don't understand like all the movies about aliens they come to earth oh they must be hostile we should kill them um so if you don't understand it there's going to be that but also maybe if you're struggling internally with who you are and you see that kind of thing you might have conflicting feelings like oh I want to be more like that or or I'm attracted to that but I can't be because I'm this and so yeah. there's that internal anger and frustration and you vent it externally yeah. so yeah there must be a study about that or there should be science yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I, yeah, I, and uh, it really is about um, communication. It's a, uh, you know, if you have a fear of drag queens, then find a drag queen, have a conversation. Right. Yeah, buy us a drink. Stories. Yeah, yeah. Buy yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there a, a perhaps that's it's like um, uh, you know after the storytelling, you know, it's like it's like a half hour or, or one hour after after show, you know, it's like the it's like the the. Talking Dead, you know, the, the all these different shows. After perhaps oh, yeah. after it's like conversation with the, mm-hmm. with the Actually, queen. a lot of people come up to the drag queens after, you know, the show to engage in a conversation and like, you know, get an autograph, get their pictures taken with the drag performers, right. which is amazing. A lot of people um, that come to Café du Soleil, it's their first drag show ever. So, you know, we find that really encouraging. Um, but I think you're right. It all sort of like, you know, revolves around dialogue. And I think the more we sort of like interact with each other and talk with each other, there's nothing to really be afraid of because I think that's where a lot of anger comes from is just fear. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so, you know, I find that a lot of times it, when they actually talking to the drag performers, it breaks down a lot of barriers. Yeah. And opens, oh, my God, they're human yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. They have a job. What? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and it's um, uh, I I wonder if it's be- it's because um, you know, especially drag, it's very uh, uh, it's very performative. The art is very performative, and uh, you know, I've I've been to uh, uh, see a number of drag shows, including uh, as part of the the Dirty Betty show with uh, run by uh, Claire Pollock here in Vancouver, and uh, there was just some. Performers that like, and of course, a lot of drag. Uh, they end up walking through the crowd and interacting through the crowd, but they have such a an air, an air of just like um, uh, like regality of like of like um, like they're just so. Uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Not like, otherworldly, like but you gotta own it, girl. Yeah, like such a presence that it's just like just like leaves me in awe. That I'm like, wow, wow, yeah. amazing. I think I've always thought of that um, with with anybody who's LGBT or a drag queen or like the confidence that you have to have in who you are and who you want to be, um, especially going against the social norms. It's it's easy it's easier for me because I'm a straight man who identifies as a man to to live my life because nobody questioned everyone's like that's that's the way things are quote unquote supposed to be. Um, but anyone who's LGBT or drag queen or anything like that has to go against that social norm, which I think is incredible. Um, I've always been such a massive supporter of of just stepping up like that and just being like this is who I am and that empowerment is unbelievable uh, so so um, for for those listening uh, you know whether they're here in Vancouver or from from other parts of the world if they eventually end up here in Vancouver uh, what is uh, one thing that you would say to someone perhaps who would uh, is thinking about going to see a drag show not sure what would you say to encourage them to uh, to be uh, to go and see their first one Well, I would definitely encourage them to come out to one of the ones at Café du Soleil. Um, You know, like I was mentioning earlier, the crowd is just very friendly. It's a great area, commercial drive. Um, The drag there is a great way to get started. Um, You know, it's, it's actually... 
it's not it's like drag performers but it's a lot of like local people that come there so it's not just like a whole it's not full a room full of drag performers no, basically it's, it's yeah. a room full of like um people coming to have a good meal to talk to each other neighborhood community, community. Yeah. exactly so yeah and i've i've performed at, at candy show so i would i would second that to definitely go check out cafe de soleil um but like what let me hit my microphone. When I was in New York and I was going to uh, go to RuPaul's DragCon, like I'm actually fairly shy generally, so I kind of wanted to go with someone. So you know, if you're in that boat, I I use social media, and I connected to people in New York, and I ended up going to DragCon with somebody, somebody I'd never met, but we had a lot of, you know, chat beforehand and everything. And uh, so, you know, maybe contact the venue and talk to somebody at the venue. Uh, If you have a friend in town, maybe ask them to come with you. Like, maybe connect with a drag performer and talk, you know, like there's, there's, I would say just, yeah, like break down what, ask yourself why are you hesitating to go to the show and and work backwards from that and try and figure out how you can get around that. I think definitely uh, drag shows are, um, like like lots of other live per- performances, way better enjoyed with a friend or with yeah. a group of friends. Yeah, just sure. more fun. Yeah. Absolutely, most things are enjoyed better with a group of people. Including our episode "Fear of Cryptocurrency." Is yeah. that more fun with friends? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I suggest only it. if the cryptocurrency is going up. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yes. yeah, you should listen to every fear of episode, <laughs> uh, fear of science episode with a group of friends. Yes. <laughs> um, so normally at the end of of every episode. I do, a, I do the hashtag of whatever the subject is, uh, but this week I forgot. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, we're going to end it right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, now, uh, uh, I guess for, for party notes, I guess uh, for for people who, um, uh, again, perhaps would like to, because uh, this episode is coming out. Uh, April 15th. April 15th, excellent. Yes. So, uh, it, towards the end of April or in May, do, is there are there upcoming shows? Yes, that people can come see. Yeah, we have. We're actually starting a the very first drag camp for all ages. Hey, yeah, and that's gonna, we did it. <laughs> it's going to be at Havana Cafe, and it's going to be over four weeks. So the first one is coming up this Sunday, April seventh. Mm-hmm. Then the next one will be May fifth. Uh, June 2nd and July 7th and it's an all-ages show um, and we're going to go over uh, a bunch of different topics so costume design makeup performance uh, drag history and culture and then we also have a show coming up at uh, Cafe du Soleil on uh, April 26th. Awesome. Awesome. Great. And and, uh, where can people find out more information about this? Yeah, they can find out more information on our website that will link to our Facebook page. So our website is uh, icoaat.com, and we'll get that changed eventually, so it'll be storytelling with drag queens. But for now, that's the website. Excellent. Perfect. Thank you. you. I'm actually hoping to be part of the drag camp. Um, (laughs) I was kind of sidelined through an injury, so I'm I'm trying to get back into it again. And uh, hopefully, hopefully be, I'm hoping, We've had shows in New West for New West Pride at the Columbia Theater. They renovated last year, so we didn't have one. So I'm hoping they'll have one this August. Uh, so I should be part of that. And, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of a freelance drag queen. So Aww. I just find places and I show up. 
<laughs> Whether they want me or not. <laughs> wow, this has been such a delightful episode. Uh, I learned I learned so much, and uh, you know, as always, we here at Fear Science we couldn't do it without of our without our special guest. So thank you both for being here. Thank yeah, you. thank you very thank much. You us, yeah. And as always, uh, thanks to all of you for listening. Yeah, and uh, make sure you tune in next time for uh, Fear of Clowns, hopefully, will be the next one. Oh, so much fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, there we go. <laughs> Good time. <laughs> uh, but definitely let us know what you think of this episode and all of our episodes. Uh, you can find us on all of the social medias as well. And uh, yeah, enjoy listening, and thank you very much. We'll chat again soon. Thank you.